Twin Sons on a Womp Rat's Tale. Welcome back to the Tumbling Saber once again, everybody. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Carlos. Welcome back, one and all. Another week, another podcast to record. We'll see what's uh, what's going on this week. We got uh, a special episode of Disney Gallery to, to uh, freak out about. And we've got so a little bit of recent news on the Book of Boba Fett front. And, of course, we're going to talk about the Bad Batch. But first we got to catch up with the boys. got to catch up, see what's going on in the last couple of weeks. Carlos, my man, what's happening? Uh, everything. It's all happening. <laughs> it's craziness, man. Uh, yeah, you know, the status quo stuff is, is still there. The work, the kids, uh, all that stuff. And uh, recording studios fast approaching. And uh, I could finally announce one of my projects that... I was keeping on the on the the DL there, and uh, so I'm the uh, the owner of uh, Home Poor Records, which is a uh, boutique record label uh, based out of Montreal. Um, yeah, so I did that, <laughs> and I uh, have uh, other th- other things cooking on the back burner too. So it's uh, just a lot of craziness happening right now. But um, you're not talking yeah. about your OnlyFans, right? No, 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 no. That's a uh, that's under a pseudonym. Like okay, I don't. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. We don't talk about that here. Sorry, sorry. I might edit that out. <laughs> you don't have to. It's fine. Okay. It's uh, Carlos Candido feet. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just pictures of me getting pedicures. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's it, man. It's been uh, it's been raucous and and uh, hectic. Uh, last week was uh, I had a. a six hour rehearsal <laughs> in the studio and uh man uh actually i uh, cut one of my fingers while i was playing and i didn't notice and there was blood everywhere and it was uh <laughs> it was like uh, blood sweat and tears man rock and roll all the way so fun times awesome so uh, uh, a, a record label yes sir you own a record label now i do yeah officially registered last week yeah that's pretty rad yeah, man. You know what? It's like um, I, I look at what everything I do, everything I've been doing, uh, let's say probably since 2013, um, has been pretty much self-funding uh, my uh, artistic endeavors. And uh, I pretty much did everything that a record label could do. And I I gained so much experience during that time. And uh, a part of me is like, well, we all know I'm going to the studio, and I, I wanted to. Uh, I didn't want to release it completely unreleased, uh, so uh, I, I'll attach it to my label, um, pretty much as a calling card uh, for what I'm doing. And then I'm going to be able to take that experience and help other artists who might be 10 to 15 years younger than me and <laughs> have a little bit more uh, juice in the tank and and want to. I make an impact in the industry and I, I think I can help, uh, I can help those people. So, um, yeah, it's something that I, I really think is important and uh, it's, uh, I've been thinking about it for quite a long time, but never had the, um, disposable income, uh, to do it. Uh, but, uh, you know, things change and, uh, I'm in a different uh, situation now. And I think that, you know, living this part of my passion and, and doing it from this end, uh, is gonna maybe, even boost my uh, my passion more for the, my own writing and my own songwriting and and performing. So it's uh, it's an all encompassing thing, and I fi- I figured if I'm going to give it a push, uh, now's the time before I'm uh, 
more than 50% gray. So mm, I hear you there, man. Yeah. Life comes at you quick, huh? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Well, congrats, man. That's, that's big news. That's awesome. Thank you so much. You can check it out. Home poor records. Uh, I'd appreciate it. If you uh, give it a follow on Instagram and on Facebook, uh, at home poor records. I will check that out as soon as we're done recording. Thank you. All right, Corey, over to you, man. What, uh, what's been going on? Well, you know, uh, kind of a whole lot, not too much, I guess, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I was on vacation this week, you know, the guardians blooming. I mean, it's out of control. It's crazy. I don't know if you saw the video I sent you in grabs. Like I got tomato trees, man, not plants. That's because I watered them last week and they, they, they responded in a, in a very positive way to, uh, to us. yeah, no, no, that's true. It's completely well, factual. When I came back from vacation, I had to do like serious, it was like trauma. I was like, oh my God, what happened? No, no, no. The, the plants were so happy to see people to come and, and feed them properly with a smile and, and with care and attention that they responded in kind and just grew three times bigger that week. Wrong. Like they were already beasts. They were already beasts. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, that's that's fun. It's nice to watch that stuff kind of kind of stuff grow. Like I said, I went up to Tromblon. That was always nice. Picked some wild mushrooms again. That was really cool. Ate those with some steak. You know, nice. just basically stayed around. Saw some friends. Good stuff like that. Saw the comic book guy for the first time in forever, which was really cool. It was crazy, man. Oh my god! Like every two weeks, I just send this guy like fifty to seventy-five bucks. You know. <laughs> And I don't best know. I'm, client I'm, ever. Sorry. Yeah, but he's so good. Best, best, like owner guy ever. Comic book guy, you know. And uh, yeah, so I get to the shop, and he's got this like massive stack of comics for me. Like here you go, and he's like he had put away a few CGCs for me. And uh, anyway, he's like, yeah. So he's like, all this is paid for. I'm like, okay. And he's like, he's like, so he's like, you got a still a credit of. $508. I was like, what? It's <laughs> like, okay. I'm like, I'll take this, this, and this. So yeah, that was kind of fun. So I, I don't know. I bought a few CGCs, nothing crazy. Like I bought X factor one Excalibur. Number one, really kind of not that valuable comics, somewhat valuable. I mean, they're, they're both 9.6. I mean, they're roughly 70 to a hundred dollar comic. Maybe, maybe they'll go up if, you know, Marvel does something with them. We'll see. And then I also bought the original Teen Titans run from the 1980s, issue one, graded. That was pretty cool. I'm looking for a few comics in that run. Issue two as well as first appearance of uh, Deathstroke. Isn't it? Oh, yeah, Cyborg right. as well, possibly. No, Deathstroke as well. I thought Tales of Teen Titans 44 was Deathstroke, or is that his origin? Maybe his origin. Yeah, two issue two is definitely him. But anyhow, definitely look for those comics. But uh, yeah, other than that, uh, uh, yeah, I'm at the end of my vacation right now, which is pretty, really crappy. You know, like I've been really trying hard not to think about it, but I just actually thought about it before we started podcasting. And uh, yeah, I mean, I shaved my beard. Whoa. So, yeah, that thing well, was. That uh, was you committed to. You said once you get your second vaccine, you were getting getting rid of it. Is that was that was your plan? Pretty, wasn't it? pretty much. Yeah, that was that was what I had said all along, and I, I followed through. It was from November, I'd grown it, so uh, it was. I'll, I'll send you some before and after pics. It was it was out of control, man. I'd had it f- trimmed a few times, like kind of just maintained somewhat, but the, for the first, like I think I don't know, for the first good long while, I didn't do anything to it. 
nothing and it, it was crazy man like dude i had mustache hairs that were touching my ears it That's was foul. crazy that is foul yeah, yeah it was pretty awesome so you're all you i knew you were the twirly mustache villain yeah, that's it. I wanted to take photos and stuff, but then I was like, I just ran out of time, man. I was like, I have to get my hair cut today. I went on a nice date finally for the first time and God knows how long. Went out to a restaurant, you know, at least a year. We went to the city once last year for a, a meal, but even before that, like, uh, anyway, went to a nice uh, boardwalk in St. Anne's, you know, just had some few desserts, nice meal, walked around forever. That was that was cool. And I one more thing I... I just be remiss to mention that you know i had to put down my dog last week the beginning of my vacation and i mentioned it here just because you know this dog meant absolutely everything to me but at the same time he did well over 300 shows of this podcast with us you know he was like a silent host and this dog was just so good he'd just lie beside me quietly and well over 300 episodes man like for sure when you start including like all the other past shows we used to do uh anyway just this it, it was really rough man it was really really rough and you know i just want to give him a bit of props here because again he was a a silent host of this show <laughs> yeah no he was he was a wonderful dog for sure yeah. like you know he's and everyone's gonna miss him i know my kids have been the, you know the, the first couple of days when they knew that he was at the end they were they they were bawling their eyes out so yeah, it was uh, it was it was not uh, not a pleasant experience, but you know he he'd had a good life. He did. It all happened very quickly too, which I guess is kind of good and bad. But anyhow, yeah, it is what it is. But uh, it's good uh, for him and bad for your heart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, there. Like uh, it was just it was for the best. Like Kyle said there. But at the same time, man, not an uneasy thing to do at all. No, God, no. Never. But you did the right thing, so don't second-guess yourself. And, you know, no. as they say, don't cry that it's over. Be happy that it happened. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that, that, that dog went through everything with me, man. I was single when I picked that dog up, man. Like, I think I was like 27 or 28 years old, man. So it was special times with him, you know? Yeah. He saw me through hell and back. One of my friends actually mentioned to me, you know, like I was really upset one night talking to them, and they, they mentioned something really nice where they – she kind of said, you know, think of it this way, like this, the dog led you to your, like your forever home and where you needed to be, man, before you kind of gave up. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a good way to look at it. But yeah, no, he will, he will definitely be missed for sure. Uh, on my end, you know, not a big week. It was pretty quiet, you know, just working away and watching the summer kind of <laughs> pour through my hands like sand. It's mm. just it's just ripping by. The kids' baseball schedules are just tearing me up. Four or five nights a week. It's it's tough. You know, I'm well, tough. My God, first world problems. But it's just you know being on the go that often, that much. It it takes a slice out. Even though you know you get to the park and you pu- pull up your your chair and you just sort of sit back for an hour and a half and just watch your kids play ball or practice or whatever. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's actually quite nice if it's if the weather agrees. But like I said, it's just it's just the being on the go constantly. Mm. So that, that's been my life for like the last almost month. Um, but yeah, uh, collecting wise, not much new on my front. I, I actually cleaned out a bunch of comics. I sold like 450 comics this week in one shot. Gone. 
bye bye. So yeah, like a lot cleared out a bunch of space. And How much did you sell them for, bro? Not much. I mean, when you're selling a, a, a well, I know. I'm just curious because I've been thinking about doing the same thing. To be honest, like I have, I probably have a good over twelve boxes of comics now. So it's a problem. Yeah, I mean, the the bigger the lot, the less you can ask, so to speak. It's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it. Unless I mean, unless there's gold in there, and you know, in that case, you can do what you want. Usually, usually cherry pick that, right? You gotta leave some stuff in there. I mean, you gotta you gotta leave a couple of diamonds in there just in case, you know, because some you know, people want to see pictures. They want to know exactly what's in there. They do a little bit of homework. Oh yeah, I got you know. There's there's a this that or the other, and okay, them you make it worth their while to pick it up. So you do have to have some uh, you know, like loss leaders in the uh, the sales world kind of thing. Okay, uh, so what are you what are you talking for like four hundred and fifty oh, comics? Like like three hundred three fifty. That's that's not bad. No, three hundred. Sorry, three hundred. Okay, it's, well, <laughs> it's more it's it's more about clearing out the space, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And I got some we'll low, like people. I got people calling me, or like when I put up the post, like the first three people are like, "I'll offer you, I offer you a hundred bucks, I offer you one twenty-five, <sighs> and I'm like, mm, "Sorry, I can't accept any of those offers." Like jokers, get out of here. And then like the th- fourth person that came by just said, "I'll take it. I'll take the whole thing." <laughs> okay, for asking price. Yep. That's what you were asking, or you weren't like make me an offer? No, no. That's yeah, and, and you have to put a price. Dude, I would put a dollar a comic at least. No, no. You, uh, you can try. I mean, it depends on what it is, right? It, it, like this is all stuff from like the last ten years, like new fifty two stuff and Marvel all new now new stuff, like not really desirable things. Uh, so, like, it depends on what it is. If if it was all Batman or all Amazing Spider Man. Hell yeah! You put you put you, your your price tag is higher, but it's it was not stuff that people were climbing over each other for. So I'm just happy to have extra space. <laughs> it was I don't want to wake up, you know, like 20 years from now and have 15 long boxes. Like that's that's not what I want. I'm trying to keep it, you know, like whatever I have now. I don't want it to get much bigger. So I'm gonna keep putting myself through this exercise of. Looking through my stuff, am I ever going to read these again? Probably not. Is there something in here worth keeping? Probably not. Sell it. And that's that's how I'm going to kind Marvel of Unlimited. Tablets. It's the future. It's, the future. <laughs> it's inevitable. Like Thanos, it's it's inevitable that yeah, digital is going to be the thing at some point. If you want to keep up with all the titles, and I keep wanting to read more and more stuff. Like I, I hit my the day after Corey went and got his five hundred dollar order or, or whatever it was, <laughs> I I stopped and I had a good laugh with the owner about Corey's the way he operates just like throwing money at the guy until he's got like a five hundred dollar credit crazy, so yeah I picked up my stuff and it was just this huge stack and it's like man I'm reading way more comics now than any point in the last ten years it, insanity including and. Not to mention all the Star Wars books that I'm trying to keep up with. It's it's foolishness, and I just the pace is unsustainable. Well, you know what? I cut all Star Wars comics except for Bounty Hunters. Well, that was Corey's last appearance on the show, everybody. Uh, <laughs> for blasphemous! Now, anyway. Blasphemous! What you're you're I'm just gonna out, get all, get... I'm gonna get everything High Republic and trade. Uh, like I've already got quite a bit of it. Don't get me wrong. 
but at a point it was just starting to get crazy. So I'm just going to start getting trade paperback for a lot of it. Ah, that's fair enough. That's definitely like, I really want to start going that route because uh, it's just a, a, it's a space saver and B savings saver. <laughs> and plus I was looking, I have a whole entire shelf, a big shelf in, in the library, in the back, whatever, in a bookshelf, whatever that uh, <laughs> it's all from the dollar store. All like, you know, graphic novels that were at one point like 30, 40, 50 bucks from the dollar store, like a whole shelf full. Yeah. Like, it's not my, again, it's not the stuff that I would go and buy in, like, uh, if I was going to looking for it, but why not have it at the same time, right? Like, I, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, that was crazy stuff to find in, in a dollar store. Star Wars trades. Come on, four bucks? I'm in. Uh, so yeah, so that cleaning out things was my big thing this week. Um, I'm I'm going through a round two, just seeing if I can dig a little deeper uh, before you know, because I I got more stuff to make room for, and then I also received my retro collection, uh, the Boba Fett prototype figure. I don't know if you guys have seen the pictures of that. It's sort of on this very pop art card back, but the figure yeah, itself it's various colors. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's it's. It's a crazy looking thing, but they're, no, they're, I wasn't interested. They're so weird. They're so. It's still probably the only one I'm going to get. I, I might try and find the Vader one, but they're expensive. They, they it's already tough to get, and it's already super expensive on the secondary market. So I'm I'm glad I got it just to have it. And if I don't want it, I know I can get rid of it quick. But uh, it's it's actually become a lot harder to sell Star Wars stuff. Like last year, as I was trying to finance. Um, the uh, the razor crest i could sell things at will and it didn't matter what it was like if it was power of the force 2 if it was black series it was stuff would be gone within days and now like i'll list things and pff, it just sits and even it's priced to really? go it's priced to go and it's not moving huh that's not encouraging if, no, if you're looking to sell stuff it's not i, I think people spent a lot of money last year when they were home from the pandemic and they they, fill, they filled their the gaps in their collections, and this year they're just like whoa 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 whoa, <laughs> well I, I got a lot of stuff now, and yeah it's it's tough like I'm I'm finding you know I, I listed a bunch of Black Series figures that I'm just like there's in boxes I'm not going to display these or open them, just list them see what happens, not even an inquiry, no really? even in the Facebook group oh yeah multiple of them like and. Pfft, nothing and it's not sequel trilogy stuff that would sit anyway or rogue one peg warmers like these were these are like imperial troops and and like some characters and they're just not going like i'm not trying to squeeze money out of these things i just want them gone and nobody is uh nobody's biting so we'll see it's you know I'll, they'll, they'll just stay in the box until i either decide to open them and display them or somebody bites that's, that's no good. <laughs> I, I want to go through my collection soon and purge. Yeah, I mean, if you have if you have some choice stuff, it will go. There's, like exclusives will always sell. You won't have. Yeah, a but that's the kind of stuff I like keeping too. You know. Uh, I get it for sure. But yeah, I mean, it's the, the common stuff. You know, unless you're really selling it for bottom prices. It's, 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 I, it's I don't need like Finn in in like Imperial. Uh, no, I like him in his stormtrooper outfit, but like not the Imperial garb from the Last Jedi. You know what I mean? 
this mm-hmm. uniform. Yeah, the, the like, I don't need that toy. One, that's that's the one that's ex- well, not expensive, but that that's his most valuable figure. Yeah, and yeah, that's the that one, one to keep. But... Well, that's it. I mean, how many do I need? You know what I mean? Like, uh, I really got bl- carried away with the the sequel trilogy stuff. Like, do I really need DJ? Why do I need DJ? I don't know. That's for, for the same reason why you would need Greedo from the OT. That's different, man. Is it? <laughs> Is it? Is that the OT goggle speaking? Shut up! <laughs> you don't understand. No, I think I understand no. too well. <laughs> no, whatever. I mean, uh, I, I guess the things you relate, not relate more to, or the things you lean more toward, you're probably going to have a little more of a, an attachment toward. Of course. It's, 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 so. it's OT nostalgia that Greedo is somehow more valuable as a figure than DJ, even though DJ had a, had a key part in the movie. Anyway, um, sticking with Hasbro stuff for a sec, Corey. Did you see the uh, Haslabs upcoming project? Yeah, I did. <laughs> are you in or are you out on the Rancor Black Series scale? Out! <laughs> out. I got the one Rancor that... It's the only one that matters and counts ever. That's the original original that I bought in like 1985 or 6. And I still got it. Missing a bit of jawbone. He's got a staple in his side too <laughs> from when I was a kid. He puked out another toy a couple years ago when I found him. That was pretty cool. Yeah, was that like a man- manimal? Was that what those were? Or elementals? Elemental? Yeah. Yeah, something like They're that. Like these little, it, the guy was Killer Koala. That was his name, Killer Koala. <laughs> it, yeah, puked him out, man. It was so cool. I was like, oh my God. And I still remember having that from when I was like six years old. I think I still remember doing it. He was like, no, oh, in the jaws, like, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> yes, anyway, great. I don't, I don't, it's, it's been confirmed, <laughs> but we haven't seen any pictures yet or anything, but they're doing a Habs, Haslab Rancor. And, and like, to what scale? That's the thing, you know what I mean? Like, I'm picturing like, I don't know. Imagine if it's like TIE Fighter size, you know, from Black Series. Well, you have to look at what they just did with, on, uh, with Haslabs for Marvel. They, they just announced... Galactus, on Galactus, the, yeah. yeah, and that's that going to be sick, bro. Thirty-six inches tall, which is pretty awesome. Like the price point. What is man, the price I on like the that. Galactus? Uh, it's four fifty or something. U.S. Yeah, it's, that's a hefty price tag. But yikes! Seven eventually, you know, I, sh- I should I should almost pull the trigger on that because eventually, like you know, if you want to complete your Marvel collection, you got to have a Galactus. Oh no, kidding! But you're gonna have to you're gonna drop seven bills Canadian in, in the end after shippings and and customs and whatever. Yeah, but it's not the price on that ain't gonna go down. <laughs> no, probably not. Probably not. But yeah, man, that the Rancors. Uh, I'm a hard out on that one. I, I can't afford <laughs> another Haslabs project. And, and you really one, want to take up that kind of like property or real estate in your well, house? Yeah, with that just the of... footprint of that thing is going to be huge, especially what like cause, you know they're they're going to announce it, and it's going to be the figure, and I don't know maybe a Gamorrean guard comes with it, but then once they hit a benchmark and then another and another, what are they going to keep adding to this thing? Like, Maliki. are they going to add like the the gate door? You know, like yeah, seriously, eh? And then, they and had then Jedi what? Luke. You know, I I, tend, I was talking to my guys, our, our little collecting militia. And they're like, oh, I hope they announce like an, a, a, an Ula to go with it. And I was like, dude, you know what they're going to do. They're, you know how they're repackaging Power of the Force 2 stuff in Black Series scale. They're going to release Ula with Salacious Crumb in the Black Series 
uh, Power of the Force two packaging. Ah, uh, dude, it, yeah, so give it to give me Salacious Crumb and I'm in. <laughs> and it's and it's going to be some sort of like con exclusive or some shit like that, and people are going to be like, "Come on!" But I, I can't even imagine what sort of add-ons you do with this, other than adding pieces of the pit that the Rancor is in. Maybe it comes with a Luke that has like a little a, one of those bones that he uh, he knows he sort of keeps the mouth open with. I I don't know, but uh, yeah. Either way, I don't know what the, whatever they include. I am not biting on this one anyway uh before we get into the show proper uh just a minute to point you guys towards the uh jw rinsler uh gofundme Uh, of course for those who don't know jw rinsler has been sort of a pillar in the star wars printing community he he's written the uh, making of star wars empire jedi books they're the absolute best making of star wars books ever made Uh, he worked on Art of Revenge of the Sith, and he's been just sort of a Lucasfilm historian, and and he, he just knows everything about the making of Star Wars from you know the prequels right through like the originals right through the prequels, and he I think he had a making of Force Awakens book on the go that got shelved, but uh, he, late last or some point in 2020 he was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer, and you know he gave it his all, and he's uh, you know he's he's basically out of treatment options. And so now as he sort of prepares uh, his, you know, his, his affairs, you know, for the end, he's, uh, his family has, has started to go fund me to help prepare their medical bills and, and whatnot. So if, uh, if you want to check that out, I will put a link in the show notes, but uh, you know, as a member of the kind of star Wars extended family and someone who's brought such value and, and entertainment to the community, if you got a couple bucks that you want to throw their way, uh, you know, check out the link in the show notes or just, you know, Google JW Rinsler GoFundMe. I'm sure it'll take you right there. But uh, yeah, let, let's, let's check that out and see if we can't, as a group, help ease their burden just a little bit. Okay, um, moving into the news of the week, guys. Um, this is a, this is, this is good. If, if you're into the making of Star Wars, speaking of JW Rinsler and that kind of stuff, Disney Plus gallery making of mandalorian is offering up a one-off special episode which is going to focus on luke skywalker's return and this blew my mind because a lot of us were miffed at the uh when they when they had the gallery episodes last year that they didn't touch on it at all and of course very justifiable reason that they didn't want to have anybody involved whatsoever with the luke skywalker thing so we never got any insight on how they've made that happen but now they're bringing this too light. It's it's a coming out in August. Um, how are you feeling about this, Carlos? Are you are you all over this episode, or is this like a shrug that yeah, I'll watch it, but whatever? Oh no, this is something that I, no, this is just just like the first season. After the first season, they had the um, the Disney Gallery. It's it's yeah, it's it's for me, it's must watch. Like there's, and I think they 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 picked the absolute right episode to do that with so it's like yeah i'm all in man this is something that uh, that i love this is something that i always dreamed we'd get um with uh with disney plus and uh, and they're delivering so uh i'm a fan um, yeah i was so happy to hear this yeah. so happy oh i'll read the synopsis um Go in ahead. last year's season two finale of the mandalorian the appearance of a young luke skywalker was one of the biggest reveals and best kept secrets of the acclaimed show thus far Reaction to the episode was emotionally charged for many. 
deeply resonating with the generations of fans who were elated to see the Jedi Master in his post-Star Wars Return of the Jedi Prime. The story of the cutting-edge technology used to bring Luke back is the subject of a special extra episode of Disney Gallery, Star Wars The Mandalorian, debuting August 25th on Disney+. So that there's more, but I'll cut it there. That gives you the general gist of it. Corey, how, what are you thinking? Are you are you happy about this? Or again, is it a, kind of a shrug for you? No, I'm, I'm all about it, man. Give it to me all day long. I really enjoy the original series, and I always enjoy this kind of stuff, especially when it comes to Star Wars in particular. I always have, uh, even, ever since I was a kid, man, I still remember watching it, stuff like this on VHS when it, whenever we had the chance, whenever it came out. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, like I said, the focus is kind of interesting. I'm really curious as to how much involvement, uh, you know, and the extent to, to Mark Hamill had in, in, in the show in particular, like, like if, if he had any actual acting scenes, if it was him, uh, if it was just his opinion, maybe he'll trash the sequel trilogy. <laughs> uh, you, you never no, know. He's <laughs> learned his lesson on that front. Yeah, probably. No, but, uh, I, yeah, yeah it, was, it was a big secret, right? Like, a, so, you know. Totally. Nobody, I mean, Dave Donovan knew. <laughs> but yeah, that's because Dave he's Donovan buddies with knew. Mark Hamill, apparently. Keeps liking his tweets. And, you know, that, that, of course, but who, who wouldn't? No, but to be, to be able to keep something like that under wraps is is a bit of a big deal. Like, more than a big deal, especially when it comes to Star Wars. Because even the crew, man, like, I wonder if the crew kind of feel like somewhat jaded because only like a certain amount of cast and crew, you know, get to, to know. Whereas the other people, what, from what I was led to understand is everybody was told that Plo Koon was coming back. Did you hear that? Oh yeah, that was, yeah. But you know, of course he got blown out of the sky. Well, that's it. It's like, and then I'm like, these people work on star Wars. Have they never seen revenge of the Sith? Like, yeah, I mean, just, <laughs> just feeding, feeding him a <laughs> lot. Hands waving. Jedi jazz hands before we die. <laughs> Terrible. Poor, poor Master Plo. I love that guy. Yeah, no, I, I was um, very happy to hear this, of course. I mean, that, that moment where Luke comes back, like, like that is still the most moving moment of, of Disney era Star Wars for me. Like, yeah. it just, it almost, it brought me to tears. And it was, it was like involuntary. I couldn't help it. Like it just, one of those moments that just cut right to the bone in the best possible way. I don't think it was necessarily what brought me to tears about that scene was, well, part of it, I guess, was Luke was there, but a small part, it was more the goodbye, but also what Luke says to him too, in the sense where he says, he's asking for your permission. I was like, oh God. Well, yeah. Like, but it's like the waterworks for me started well before that. As soon as the X-Wing kind of shows up and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And you see R2's dome and then you see the black cloak and I'm just like, they they brought back my hero. Like, I, what in the hell? Because we all kind of stood here on the pod and saying, no, not Luke. You can't do Luke. It's, can't do it. It is. It would feel weird. And then here comes Luke, and we're just like, "Yep, this is the best thing ever." <laughs> and it, it was the, the end. Of, the end of the Last Jedi is pretty damn close. Yeah, and I, 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 I to me, like for for a lot of people, it was sort of like a repudiation of Episode Eight for them to see Luke kind of kicking ass like that. 
And to me, it's just like the two the, the two scenes kind of like marry together so well. And just telling a, a story of this of this guy, of this Jedi who is a human being and, and things happened. But just to see Luke in that era, in that moment, answering Grogu's call, it was just like unbelievable magic at that point. So, I, you know, it's going to be great to see, you know, from hear from Mark Hamill about what went into the scene and, and you know just to see him sort of being being effusive and, and positive for a change about his his participation in, in post ot star wars well that's it like i, I, like, I want to see if he's gonna have any like backhanded compliments or throw some shade i don't think so i think he's like i said i think he's learned his lesson i don't i and i don't buy into the whole this is how luke should have been all along narrative but you know he's he's such a strong voice and it his voice carries such weight in fandom that I, I do think it's good for everybody when the actor behind this the saga's biggest character is out there with a smile on his face. So I think this will be a great you know like late summer addition to uh, to Disney Plus. I can't wait to see it, and and you know it's going to be focused on the technology and how they made it happen. But I really like you said, Corey. I want to see what part he had in this. I don't think it's very much. I think he was kind of just this off camera, sort of giving pointers to uh, to the body. That's double. not what Luke would do. Because <laughs> he definitely wasn't doing the uh, the Jediing, the the swinging of the lightsaber stuff. That was a that was a, a performer. Um. So I, I don't never know. know. He's a master swordsman. Well, he didn't want to like even for for the last Jedi. He was like, oh, get a stunt double. I can't do this. And Ryan really wanted it to be Mark. And he's like, I'm 65 years old. Like I can't do this. Like I'm not good at this. <laughs> they got him to do it, and he did it, and he looked great doing it. Yeah, dude, he looked but, really good doing it. But this was next level with uh, taking down all those those dark troopers. Like that's not it's it's not Mark Hamill. It's just not. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it, and you know, I I think I bet the way they made this is going to be so much different than the way people imagine it in their heads. You know, like I and I I don't think Mark Hamill got into costume. I just think he was a I think he was more of a guiding hand on set. But we'll see, and I you know I'm this is I'm really anticipating this. Uh, but while we're at it, let's congratulate. Um, everybody involved with Mando season two for 24, 24, 24, yeah. two dozen, two, four, baby. That's a two, four beer, man. In, uh, the Emmy nominations are just, I mean, uh, some of them are a bit silly if we're being honest, but still 24 Emmy nominations, including one for best drama series. So congrats to the whole group. Great job from everybody. I don't know how many they'll win, but, uh, the nominations are certainly well-deserved. So now over to Book of Boba Fett. Um, you know, this being Robert Rodriguez's baby, but we recently learned through uh, from from Tamara Morrison that some familiar faces will be returning to the GFFA to direct some episodes of the Book of Boba Fett. And so again, we wait for the mothership to confirm everything. But um, Jango Fett himself, and or Boba Fett himself, as as it were. He said that uh, Mando veterans Bryce Dallas Howard, John Favreau, and Dave Filoni are all back in the director's chair, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that um, you know, he's probably a reliable source. <laughs> <laughs> and if he wants to run his mouth, who are we to tell him to stop? But uh, you know, especially in the summer when the news well tends to run a bit dry. But Carlos, what do you think of the 
lineup of directors. What's it telling? What's it saying to you? That uh, they they know what they're doing. Like uh, I I uh, I trust uh, I trust that the. Um, I mean, how could you not, like uh, the first two seasons, kind of <laughs> of Mandalorian are like scoreboard. Yeah. So uh, I, I I and season three is into production, just just dropped into production. So it's like, yeah, just go, just do it. Go. I'm. I'm. I'm a fan. I'm. I, I can't. I'm not going to be critical of. There. There are certain decisions that I could be critical of, but. Man, they've earned like, your trust. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, let's just say that. Like this, I. I. I would. I would be a fool to 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 say that. Uh, oh yeah, well this guy or that girl, and it's like no man, like no it's good i'm happy like i can't wait give me more yeah no that's well said pretty succinct (laughs) that's kind of how i feel too like you've got these people in the family this is the group that are delivering you success of course you know favreau filoni those two are deeply embedded to lucasfilm so that makes all the sense in the world but Corey, what uh what do you take from this uh little news drop from tamara morrison yeah, I mean, uh, I I don't think uh, uh, John Favreau or Dave Loney would have let Robert Rodriguez have the show had they not let him direct an episode or write an episode. You know what I mean? Davy Boy and jo- Johnny Boy want a piece. I want to get hands on, man, which is totally cool. And again, they're they're all familiar faces, including Bryce Howard, uh, Dallas Howard, but. Uh, It'd be nice to see fresh faces too, but again, we don't know how many episodes it's going to be, and maybe they're keeping those things a little closer to the chest. A little more surprises, a few more things up their sleeve. I think that is the case, depending on, again, how many episodes we get. But I'm sure we'll see some some fresh faces in this series as well. But Robert Rodriguez is probably going to do a few, so... Yeah, you got to think he's got at least a couple. And you know, if 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 he does two and everybody else does one, that's a, you know, that's at least a five episode season. You, I gotta think it's gonna be more than that. I would say eight, eight nine, just like Mando. We'll see. And, and you know, it's nothing that says that it's an exhaustive list, so there could be other names in there. And like and like you guys said too, it's the Mando speaks for itself. So I mean, uh, you just you just gotta go with the flow at this point, man. Yeah, I I, I can't find anything to criticize here. Really, I mean, well, I I have mad respect for Dave Filoni and John Favreau and Bryce Dallas Howard is really really like wowing me, man. Like I I was really surprised when she was uh, a director for the first season. I was like, oh, that's kind of like I wasn't I was well, it's, I was intrigued. It, it was, yeah, I was I mean, intrigued. It's, it's not a name that you expect to see behind the director's chair. I don't I don't know if she directed anything prior to that. I think, I think I, she had. I can't really say for sure, but she must have. I mean, you can't just get thrown into the Star Wars jaws like that, you know? It's like, my dad directed a Star Wars. Well, I don't think there's any nepotism going on, but, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that was her first big deal directorial gig. And, that, you know, she got a couple episodes across two seasons. Now she's hopping over to this show. I wonder if there's uh, perhaps like a larger intention for her. In some respect, because you know Favreau Filoni, of course, they're huge 
pillars of, of Lucasfilm right now. I wonder if, you know, if she's just hanging around because they like her and that's that. And it's, you know, it's nothing more complicated than that. Or if they're hopefully trying to groom her into being ready to take a movie or more perhaps in the future or her own show. I don't know, but uh, it's encouraging. I like it. I can't complain about a single thing about this this news from Tamara Morrison. And, uh, you know, just to have the same sort of, you know, to have the same people jumping from one show to the next, it, it's it's only going to help keep the show consistent in tone and make it feel like it's coming from the same place and telling not the same story, but uh, a tangent of that story. Because people are saying, oh, this, this, this will be like Mandalorian season 2.5 kind of thing. And it, it, there's, there's rumors that suggest that uh, Mandalorian will be in this show, which makes sense as well. So we'll see. I mean, this is a, a cool little family of shows that they're putting together. I can't wait to see what happens with it. And, uh, you know, that's we're, we're less than six months out. That's going to be a nice little Christmas gift. Yeah, this is supposed to come out around Christmas time. That's you know, Yeah, it's our Star Wars Christmas skin. Yay! Yeah, five, We're about five months out from that, so... Good times, good times. All right, let's uh, let's slip on into the world of animation with uh, episode thirteen of the Bad Batch Rescue on Ryloth. Boys, coming off last week with the return of Hera and Chopper and the Syndulla clan. That's Chopper to you, <laughs> Corey. What did you think, man? Like you see, you see your boy Chopper's little periscope pop up from behind the ridge. Were you expecting this in this episode just based on them being on Ryloth in those early scenes? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you you knew Chopper was coming? Well, I mean, I knew... I've heard the story from Rebels, you know, the the crashed Y-Wing and whatnot that uh, Hera pulled him out of. Yeah. So, yeah, I I fully expected if, you know, if if Cham's in it, then good chance we'll see Hera, and if Hera's in it, then good chance we'll see Chopper. I think the one thing that kind of surprised me about Chopper, though, is that I was kind of expecting him to be a little more fresh and so clean, you know? He's just, he's I've, always been junk. Yeah. Yeah, he really has. I mean, I, I know Hera had to put him back together somewhat, but even at that, man, like, uh, he just looks exactly the same, which is kind of crazy. Like, I thought they would have, like, made him look a little more sharper, you know what I mean? Like, but instead, it's like they just took the exact same Rebels model, which, eh, whatever. But yeah, Ch- Chopper is a goddamn hero. Well, not in this episode. Sure he is. Well, I'm, uh, he got, I mean, he got caught. He's not to, I'm not going to say he was incompetent, but he got busted. He still got away with Hera. <laughs> How about you, Carlos? Is, you know, a lot is being said about the small galaxy thing and cameos mm. again. But how did you feel, you know, watching last week's episode, Hera, Chopper, the whole Syndulla clan? I'm sure, again, it was a bit of a foregone conclusion. We knew this was coming to some level, but to see it actually happen, was it an eye roll moment or just sort of like, ah, this is cool. Let's let's see where this goes. Well, a couple of months ago, I said that uh, everything about Disney Star Wars, all roads lead to Hera and Ahsoka. And um, I was kind of right about that, but still having that thought in the back of my mind, it was still super cool. <laughs> to see young Hera there, it was, uh, and I was more, I was happier than I thought I would be, uh, mm-hmm. considering that I want all the new stuff. Um, but we've never seen Hera in this era, so 
that's new. Huh? Huh? Absolutely. That's new. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, so I, I kind of liked it, and um, I watched the episode. Uh, I I, you know what's strange? So, again, Kanan looked younger than her when we see him originally. Well, they're not the same species, dude. So, I mean, how yeah, I can you judge that? I guess you're right. That's this one what, loophole. Yeah. Perhaps. Because he's supposed to be older than her, but anyway. Uh, the the whole episode. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to uh, no, say that so... the whole episode felt like almost like a Clone Wars episode in a way. Go know? on. Go on. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I, I uh, actually agree with you there. There was a, a lot more Clone Wars vibes. Um, what's that clone's name? Hauser? Hauser. Oh, yeah. Man, do I love him. He's, he's awesome. got my hair, dude. He's got my yeah. hair. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a hot piece of ass, huh? Wow, okay. Uh, no. no but, uh, I, see, I, I keep seeing it online, like on Twitter. He's got quite the following, that Hauser. It's funny. That's I mean, funny considering he's a clone of literally millions of other of the same person. It's all about he's the do. Very bro. unique. It's all about the do. <laughs> Look, you got Hauser, right? Who's like he's got that he's got that styling quaff, and then you got Rex with the beach blonde shaved head. Like it's like yeah, one's a douche and one's not. So it's <laughs> look like at, look at ninety nine. He knows. I know all my brothers. Yeah. Anyway, so I watched the episode three times in all. Uh, The first two times were without my kids. And um, then uh, we watched uh, the last two episodes back to back. And uh, I was just like looking over and I'm like, who's that? Where? What planet is this? Who's from this planet? Don't you guys watch Star Wars? Like, they're like, I don't know. What's Ryloth? (laughs) Just like, let me get my bubble built. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they didn't have supper last night, but um... <laughs> <laughs> they're still chained uh, to the shower. The curtain yeah, on the yeah, shower. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The water, the hot water ran out a while ago. But uh, yeah, no, no, no. It's uh, it was it was cool, man, and um, I liked it. And uh, but at the same time, then we got the second episode, and it's like, okay, can we have something else now? Like. Uh, it was cool to see them in last week's episode, uh, but in this week's episode, I feel like there was not enough of the bad batches story being told. Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, well, yeah. Going back to last week, it's like okay, this is this is strange because this episode was fantastic, and the bad batch weren't in it. Yeah, they like, really weren't. It's really weird that a show can get away with that, and so they were they were much more heavily featured in this week's episode, of course brought in to, uh, to rescue the arrested Sindulas, but... Um, well, that's not true. Omega was in it. She's she's leading the Bad Batch at this point. Yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah, like Hunter's being a bit of a chump, right? He's like, ah, nah, we can't help everybody, Omega. You're going to have to learn that, kid. And she's just like, why not? She's like, I would help you. Don't that? Isn't that what soldiers do? Like, she shamed Is that a rabbit? Huh? She shamed him into helping. And it's, you know, and he, they turn the ship around and go back to Ryloth. But you're right, like they, they haven't been super heavily featured. I mean, they were definitely in, in this week's episode a lot more than last week's, of course, but it is it these two episodes are way more about the Sindulas and Ryloth than than the Bad Batch. I'm getting worried about Crosshair ever becoming a good a good guy again. Yeah, I just don't think of he's in it's in him, man. He's like the Starscream type, you know? 
even if they do get the chip out of his head, he's gonna be like, "Good soldiers follow orders." Please don't you get it? I can see that. Does he seem like he's a bit having a little bit of conflict, internal conflict now? Like, no, I don't. I don't see it. I, I saw you. I remember you had brought it up the episode where he got his head burnt or whatever. I think his internal conflict is with the. Well, he knew something was up with Hauser. But no, I, I think it's that he wants to get them. Like he is one step ahead of the, well, they're one step ahead of him. But at the same time, he's on the same wavelength. So, well, he, I, at I don't the know. End, I, he I, asks Rampart, I, "I need permission to go hunt these guys down." Yeah, and then he kind of stands there, it. like it's it's the, there was that it's that lingering shot on crosshairs, and it's not like he's like <laughs> tapping his fingers together, rubbing his hands together. I'm gonna go get them. He's just standing there, like pensively, like do I yeah. Really he's like, do where this? do I start? His mind is I feel like his mind's going a mile a minute because he's thinking for all f- four of them now, right? I don't know, Carlos. What do you think? Is 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 he having sort of these second thoughts, or is he just how am I going to get? How do, is he wrapping his head around the task of hunting down his bros? I don't know. I think there's a part of him that's seeing what the empire's doing, and uh, like he's struggling with. I think he was always a bit of a badass. So he, he's he wasn't always a good guy. He was just doing what he was doing. And when the chip got activated, it kind of turned it up to 10. Uh, but there's a part of him that's like, how much of this is free will? I think he's he's doubting himself. Not so much because he wants to be a good guy. But it's like, I'm good at this one thing. But why is this necessary at this point? Uh, so I, I think there's an internal struggle there, but I don't think it's as deep as wanting to be back with his brothers. Like, I don't think there's like an emotional attachment uh, to, to those guys as much as uh, how, how much of this is my free will. I, I, I kind of agree with Carlos there. It's a good way of putting it. In other words, um, I, I, and they're coming close to that point where it's going to be hard to bring him back. And don't get me wrong, they do it with everybody. Vader... Kylo Ren. They all did atrocious things, but they all made the heel turn. And that's fine, but I just feel like in this certain situation with cartoons and whatnot, again, it's in his voice too. Like, I don't know. There, there's something I miss. Like, I really don't think that uh, maybe he'll realize he's wrong in the end, but I really think he's going to take it to the bitter end. And it's also, you know, what do the Bad Batch think? Like, they never talk about, like, no point has been made about saving Crosshair. Unless you know, if, unless it was a long time ago, we can still reach him. We we can still bring him back. Yeah, yeah. Omega's brought it up to them recently. Not recently, but it has been brought up. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of gone to the back burner, unless that's you know well, a seed no, planted early well, on. What episode was it where they tried to they tried to grab him and throw him in one? Remember, in one of those uh, machines. That never happened. They, wasn't that the plan though? They had a plan to grab him and no, no, and, uh, I, I, I put that forward as a theory hmm. that they would try to lead him into a trap to get him get it get his chip taken out against his will. <laughs> but no, that never happened. They never, they never. Yeah, it was just all about Crosshair trapping them on on that uh, crashed cruiser. Um. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm not saying I think he's conflicted. I'm just saying that's it's a possibility that that's what's going on. Like you know he. You know, did he cleverly 
get permission to go find his bros. So not that he can kill them, but that he can defect <laughs> defect back to them. Because Star Wars does this, right? Like uh, uh, Tamara Vora from Resistance. She went over to the Empire or to the First Order. And then, even though I never saw the end of the series, like she found her way back from, you know, by Kaz and the group. She ended up back with, with uh, her friends. And Star Wars does this over and over, like you said, Corey. Bad guys always find their way back. And maybe they'll break the mold for once and keep us guessing with, with a guy like Crosshair who is pretty one-dimensional. Well, I feel like maybe the first attempt at trying to begin with her, like we got him right where we want him. We're going to... I, I feel like he's just going to stick to the bad guy side. Like, Empire is order, you know, like, order is good. But who... Did you think... I, I, I was convinced that... Hauser was done for like right when Hauser is, is talking to his men about how he's not going to do the empire's bidding anymore. And he's just like, for sure. I thought crosshair was going to snap oh yeah. him. I thought, I thought he was going to get a bolt right to the head. Yeah. Right. Right before he could finish. Like, yeah. And I was surprised that many other people like stood up with him. Yeah. And like, what is going on there? Like to me, that's the most interesting bit of the show. Now is this little pack of clones or, and especially Hauser. This guy is so throwback. Like, he's, he's, he behaves as though his chip never activated. He's got his humanity intact. He does not execute orders. Like, the, the show went out of its way in the early going to show us what, you know, automatons, the clones had become. Like, they were a-holes to one another. It was just all about you know, following what we've been instructed to do and everybody else is just smack them back into, into line. But Hauser's oh. not that way. He is exactly like a Jedi or like a clone out of the clone war series. So what's up but with him? Th- th- my, my, my only answer to that is we, we haven't seen him interact around the Jedi. Well, uh, yeah. And that, that's kind of what I, I, I am dying. Who is, who was his Jedi general? I would love yeah, to does, know. Doesn't that. it not? Haven't we seen other past circumstances now with Crosshair? There were where they were like, "Pump up the jam, pump it up, till his feet are stomping." <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, they intensified Crosshair's chip just to make sure that he wouldn't. They follow any and all orders, but all the cl- not just like, Jedi orders. Yeah, any yeah, any order. They needed to make sure that Crosshair, as you know, a, a bad batch and potentially defective in the head, they were, they need to ratchet up the intensity of his chip so that he would not question anything. But Hauser is completely different. He acts like nothing happened to him at all. Like I, I would love to know. Like he, he's acting like no clone that's had his chip activated would be trying to save Hera from the Empire. Like, they all would be like, nope, you broke the rule. You you plotted against the Empire. You're going to pay for it. But he's like, mm, no, I'm trying to help you, Cham, for God's sakes. Like, he's he's totally operating out on his own conscience. And, and he got a bunch of clones, like, to, to turn on the Empire with him. So I, I would love to know, A, who his Jedi General was, you know, just to see what traits would have rubbed off. But also, like, just in general, what is happening there? Because for sure something's happening. And I I, I do wonder if this points to some sort of um, 
season finale clone uprising sort of thing where there is a faction consisting of Hauser and the, the few that sort of sided with him and they do go back to Kamino and they do try to you know, uh, bring back all the clones from their from their chips and it just cost it cost them everything because it would be it would be the uh, the thing that Tarkin needs the final straw for him to say clones are too expensive they're too unreliable at this point destroy them all and this is where we see the stormtroopers come in and I think Nathan spoke about that last week when he was on that you know potentially the, the you know whether whether it was the finale of this season or a series finale is when we see like the stormtrooper armor implemented as sort of like that next signpost in, in the empire's evolution. I think it's pointing towards that sort of thing, a clone uprising and it's just, it just gets stamped out. Yeah. That'd, that'd be a good way to almost end the show too. Yeah. And we don't know, you know, is, is this a one series show? one season show or is this going to be multiple seasons i have no clue they've not said anything on that yet which i think is a bit weird at this mm. point but i don't know i would like i would like to find all the clones on a planet like lyra sun you know <laughs> like zeb's people the lasats well you knew the empire wasn't going to be nice to these things like when, as soon as they were done the empire was done with the clones all right we're done with you what you know? You knew they weren't going to just put them on. I, I thought, you know, be nice, put them on. Uh, what are, what our pension plan? Yeah, station them all that. on Scarif. It's like the club men of the empire. Just enjoy, <laughs> enjoy. That's not. I, there's, but you know, it's the empire. That's not what they do. They, I, you know, run them into the ground until they die, or put them out of their misery. But uh, yeah, I, I can't see the empire allowing cl- uh, clones to stand at this point. Yeah, not too many of them. You're starting to see less and less of them as well. Like, if Hauser and these little, you know, splinter cell kind of offshoots that, that resisted the Empire, if they make enough noise and it gets back to Tarkin, that's the ammo he's going to need to say, that's it, wipe them all out, get rid of them. We need to We need to have a draft or a conscription and we need a new breed of soldier. For the Empire. And then Crosshair is going to want to kill him. And, and yeah, there you go. And then Cross, that's that's sort of the bridge for Crosshair to come back and say, oh, wait a sec. Yeah, I, well, that's it. I, I feel like Crosshair's thing, like he's going to re- realize that in the 11th hour, that when it's too late, you know what I mean? Like in his moment, in his tw- twilight where he's like dying, be like, ah, I was screwed. I betrayed you. I was wrong. Ah, forgive me. <laughs> I, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a moment where we see Crosshair have Tarkin in his sights and he's about to take out Tarkin and then Rampart, you know, uh, shoots shoots Crosshair in the back or something. And we're just, it's one of those moments where we're like, oh, they were, so, you were so, you were that far away from thwarting the Empire forever. And that wouldn't be a first in Star Wars animation when, uh, remember Click Clack with the Egg? And his little drawing in the sand, he's literally drawing the Death Star in this dirt, and they're like, huh? (laughs) Like, he's drawing an egg. If if it was anybody smarter than Ezra, they would have figured it out. Mm. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) I guess I I I did that to myself. Yeah, you did. 
Just don't go there. You don't step on a landmine and then get mad that it exploded. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose. (laughs) But it's just so easy to trigger Corey. Yeah. The worst part is it's true. If it was anybody smarter than Ezra, (laughs) more (laughs) questions would have been asked. What do you mean? Come on. What's this guy know about a moon space station? Han Solo saw with his own eyes was like, eh, it's a small moon. Yeah, but also Han Solo is probably the dumbest guy in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> he is a dumb dumb. Come on. Uh, he's got to where it counts. Okay, but he's yeah. dumb dumb. He's a bit of a dumb dumb. <laughs> All right. Um, boy, we raced through this. Do we have uh, anything else you want to talk about? Like we didn't talk about, what do you guys think about Rampart? Is he is is he a different sort of cerebral assassin imperial? Is he he's different than other types of imperial troops or officers that we see? I think he operates a little yeah. bit differently. Yeah, he's a yeah. total lackey, but at the same time he's able to lives are expendable in his eyes. Like he's he's no Thrawn, he's no Tarkin, and he's I don't even think he's somewhere in between, but Definitely, I, I wouldn't even necessarily say a force to be reckoned with. Not at this point, anyway. He hasn't really proven it yet, but definitely uh, someone to watch out for, I guess. Definitely a, a loyalist. Yeah, his tactics are, are really different. Like the, the whole thing last week where he's like set up uh, the Orn Free taught, you know, attempted assassination and to pin it on Syndulla. Like that's, that's very un-Empire-esque. What do you think, Carlos? Is Do you, do you, do you see something different in this guy? I don't know. There's, I, I float between, like, he's a tactical genius, he's a sociopath, and he'll end up like Hux. Like, there's, there's a part of, like, I, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly. And in a way, that's good writing uh, because it's not straight, it's not on the nose. So. Or Krennic. <laughs> uh, Krennic was pretty cool, man. Like, uh, Krennic... Def- just don't let your aspirations, whatever... Be careful not to choke on your aspirations, yeah. director. Um, yeah, no, th- th- no, he's not Krennic, but like, uh, I don't know. I, th- I'm, he's floating right now, and it's either they want to keep it ambiguous because we don't know who this character is and where is he going forward. Like, you can't say, "Oh, he becomes a Grand Moff." It's like, well, no, he doesn't, because we would have seen him. So. Um, they're, they're kind of keeping things a little bit closer to the chest as far as where he ends up. Um, but, or they're, they're, they're just flying by the seat of their pants with this character. I'm not sure exactly how they're, how they're dealing with that. Uh, but, but he's a, he's a cool little foil right now. Like it's, he's not as like menacing as let's say a Thrawn. Uh, or let's say a callus in uh, like season one of Rebels yeah, yeah. type of thing. There's there's something a little different about him, um, which is hard for me to put my finger on. But uh, I'm interested to see where it goes going forward. Um, obviously, he's already on the wrong side, so I'm not that invested in his in his story. Um, but I would like to see how his actions affect those characters that I am attached to. So uh, I think it's interesting. And uh, they did a good job. And like I said, trying to keep it a little ambiguous. Like, is he brilliant? Is he a douchebag? Like that? We, we don't know that yet, but yeah, there he's is... definitely a douchebag. I think he's, he's uh, 
devious and like he's like a politician in the in the sense that like Kyle had said what he had done with the like f- the framing right just shows the the web that he's willing to spin yeah he's he's a little more underhanded underhanded and devious like you know he's not going to he you know usually with with the empire like they'll they'll get you by the book right? you know they'll they'll pin some infraction on you that you that you did it was against the rules but this one they had, he he manufactured the assassination attempt i don't know like, i he's he's a bit of a wild card mm-hmm. like i said carlos you can't put your finger on it i can't either to me he's he's a wild card he could flip at some point or he might not i don't know and i will say it's probably good writing that we can't really pigeonhole this guy he's he's he's, he's a different bird and I just I like it. I'm enjoying his character more. I think than they're I setting up something between him and, and Crosshair. That moment where he's either gonna, you know, tell Crosshair to obey or not. Yes. Yeah, I think they either yeah, very potentially setting up something between those two. And that's you know, that's kind of where I was coming from before when, you know, uh, Crosshair's got you know, uh, uh, Crosshair flips back to the good guys, he's got Tarkin in his sights, and then Rampart gets him. You know, that, and that would be obviously the, the culmination of whatever they've got potentially brewing. So them. close. But yeah, I would like to see where they take this. I think he's he's uh, halfway interesting. He's yep, definitely exactly. Different. And that's that's cool. I mean, this show has given me more than I thought we'd get. There's a lot of there's a host of interesting characters. The Bad Batch themselves, not really among them. You know, a lot of a lot of connectivity to the to the shows and the movies that I'm enjoying. You know, this show is kind of, and it, and it looks great. It sounds great. I, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this show kind of more than I thought I would, which is good. And, you know, we're down to what? Three episodes left. Is that episode 13 that we just got through? Yeah. I think that's no, that was yep. 12. Huh? Yeah. 12, 12, 12. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, we got a handful of episodes left. And, you know, that'll be it for at least season one or the whole series. Who knows? But, yeah, it, it, it's, it's I, you know, I wonder if, you know, of all the things that they've got sort of dangling here with, with obviously, Boba Fett's coming at some point. That's still unresolved. Cad Bane's been gone for a couple weeks after having a, a big role. And, and now the, the Ryloth bit, that is that over with? And Camino is a huge thing that's still up in the air. There's a lot of dangling I think things threads. just are happening fast and furious at this point. And well, you know what this all says to me right now? The the way that this we had this actual two episode arc, what it really means to me in the long run is that we're getting a season two. You're probably right. Like there's it seems like there's a lot to tie up. Exactly. So like uh they're having fun with episodes. You could tell that. Like we're going on little side quests and adventures, and I'm all about that. It'd just be nice to know that we had that time to play with, which makes it a bit you know, when we're actually talking about it week after week, look, we're a bit on, I'm a bit on edge, like, oh, like, you know, like, we say it's an episode of fluff or whatever it is, you know? No, I don't, I'm not using that filler word anymore. I, I, I don't. Filler. I never really used it to begin with, but I, I. No, but I know what you mean. Like, I, I like the side quest. It's just nice to know that, like, if it were an actual 16 episode series, then you might say, okay, like. That might have been a bit unnecessary, but if you know that it's going to be two, three seasons and you're getting these episodes, then that's kind of fun. You, you at least relax a bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. 
who knows? We'll see. And uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely enjoying the show again more than I thought I would at this point. Uh, but okay, uh, let's wrap it there. Um, you know what? We, we haven't done a Would You Rather in a while. Here's a real quick one. I think this is one that Dave Hackerson either jokingly or seriously put in the group at some point in a thread. Okay. I'm going to throw it here now because we've got a bit of time. Would you rather be a Gungan or a Jawa? <laughs> wow. It's, uh, wow. Okay. Um... You know what the thing about uh, the thing about stupid people is they don't know they're stupid. So I would choose to be an annoying Gungan <laughs> because at least I'd be tall. I could swim. I could speak more than one language. At least basic. You've got mad jumping skills. Crazy jumping skills and the damage I could do with that tongue, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, good God. <laughs> Look out, Peppy Bow. <laughs> Look out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The Jawas are, uh, they're cute and cuddly and stuff, but nobody takes them seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, know, you used to think that they were just like this, this, species of little dirty scavengers that eked out a living on Tatooine but then you see them having a little bit of success on uh, Arvala 7 or whatever it was on, in Mando season 1 oh suga, suga, su- but they're annoying they're they're, 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 they're they're completely different yet equally annoying to Gungans space rats <laughs> yeah sentient uh, space rats but I, I would have to I would have to go Gungan I would have to go Gungan man and plus, you're living on Naboo, dude. Yeah, like that was that was the deal break. Like, yeah, that's it. Like you, that that underwater city. That's one of the coolest places in Star Wars. It's beautiful down there. I bet you. It's, yeah. I bet you. It's a constant temperature year round. There's none none of these stupid fluctuations like we get. And and again, Peppy Bow, come on. <laughs> Somebody stop me. Um. <laughs> Hold me back. Uh, wow, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 definitely you. Definitely got to choose Gungan. Definitely, Corey. What are you choosing? You're quiet over there. Yeah, I went to the bathroom. Oh, I don't even know what the question is. Unbelievable. Would you rather be a Gungan <laughs> or a Jawa? Oh God. Yeah, definitely. A, well, well, he's yeah, thinking. He's thinking about it, people. Well, like you said, the they were, they're not tied down to Tatooine necessarily. I'd like to get a little more info on Jawas, but from what I gather, they're kind of like the gypsies of the <laughs> galaxy in a way. You know what I mean? Like, kind of, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, Naboo is a quite a beautiful place. Like, why would I not want to? They, they do seem to have it pretty good, man. It's nice culture. I mean, they got, they got, I think they used to be the species of, of Naboo. Like that was, that was their planet until. Yeah. There's the indigenous ones. Yeah. And then the, like the humans showed up and kind of pushed them underwater, which that's not cool. Miso no like the Naboo. 
But boy, I mean, if you get stuffed underwater and that's the, that's the the city you build for yourself as a consolation prize, you're doing great. You're doing yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. Other than the uh, the slimy skin, like yeah, you're on Naboo, but you're you know how much sun can you really take before you have to go back in the water? You know. There's questions. There's questions that need to be like it needs to be. There needs to be a deeper dive. See what I just did there. Um, <laughs> but I mean, but, but overall, I would still take the fifty-fifty aquatic life and the bull life over the sand in my ass crack of every other planet that I've seen the Jawas on. And and like, you, if you're a Jawa, you're looking up at everybody, not just physically, but like the sand people will come around and kick your ass. You might get snapped up by a crate dragon. Like nobody likes you. But then if you're if you're a Gungan and you're underwater, like those gooberfish, they're huge. They'll snap you right up. And that's what the, and they're babies, relatively speaking. There's the colo clawfish. Man, they just, just like just suck you right up. So you gotta you gotta be careful. Even if you're in your, you know, your fancy little bongo <laughs> tooling around <laughs> underwater. <laughs> you're just tooling around on a little Sunday drive underwater. You might get you might get snatched. So that, I mean that I, I almost want to call that a draw. Hmm. No, I got a I got a question for you guys. Quick quick would you rather it's not somewhat Star Wars related for me, anyhow. But if you had to choose, you know, you get this point, you have a home. Okay. So you're either going two weeks in Europe, a week in Disney, or you're getting a pool for the family at home. Okay. Europe's a big place. I mean, you're talking like, like cross Europe or. Well, that's the thing. Once you're in Europe, traveling is not really that hard, right? Either by train or even flying within Europe is. You know, you're paying... Uh, it's like an hour flight pretty much anywhere. Well, it's very cheap. Yeah. Very cheap as well. It's not like here. Wait, wait, wait. You mean to get around? In Europe, it's very cheap. Like, okay, talking, like, like if you end up in flights. Switzerland, it's like $6 for a bottle of water. <laughs> Either way, I'm saying you get a choice. You get to have a Euro trip for two weeks and get to like, you know... I'm not saying you, you get this all expenses paid, but a, a really nice Euro trip, you know, like you get to see quite a few countries and this and that. You're taking your time. You're spending the time where you want to spend it or a week in Disney doing the things you want to do or a pool. I feel like Corey's polling the audience because this is what he's thinking about for himself. No, I've been asked the question. <laughs> Uh, it's funny because we have the same kind of conversation here. Cause, you know, if, we, if we're watching Wheel of Fortune or something and they'll show like the prize puzzle and, oh, you're going to St. Bart's or you're going to wherever. And like any of these beautiful, ridiculous resorts. And I'll ask the kids, would you rather one day at Galaxy's Edge or a week there? And they always come back and say, Galaxy's Edge. Like, yeah, they, they don't value money the same way we do. No, they, and they, yeah, don't, but- they don't value, like to them, like, Okay, it's a beach. I uh, why do I want to go to a beach for seven days? Uh, whatever. That's it's not. You got to take them to an all inclusive though. Have you ever taken them on vacation like that? Hell no. I haven't barely ever taken myself on a vacation like that. <laughs> that's it. Once they experience it, you know, and they see what it's all about, like the nightlife and all that crap. I'm not taking kids to an all all inclusive for a nightlife. They're still no, children. They, they stay up a little. 
there's a little dancing for families, you know, there's resorts for that kind of thing. Yeah, I know. There are the kid-friendly ones, for sure. Yeah, there's a little aqua, aqua club, aquatic club. They, the, they always single out the kids and make them feel special. and So mommy come, and daddy can get sauced by the pool. Yeah, come dance on the, on the stage. You're special. Yeah, it's funny. We, uh, we have that same ch- chat all the time. Um, it's tough. It's a tough one, though, man. I couldn't. I've been asked for a week now. I've been asked like five times. So, what's your answer? I'm like, well, I don't. You know, I don't no. want to spend a week at Disney. I don't. Even if I could, I don't want to. I, I I want to go to Galaxy's Edge for a day, maybe two, and I'm out. Like, I don't want. I don't need to do more. I'd than like that. to do that Star Wars hotel, man. Oh, that is astronomically expensive, though. I know. Holy smokes! The price tag on that is just on like two weeks in Europe. <laughs> I it's probably more. Now, a couple, you know, just like the, I think, I think it's like a two night or three night stay at the Star Wars hotel or something stupid like that. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I, I'm sure it's going to sell like crazy because people people seem to have a lot of cash. But man, oh man, it's it's almost unjustifiable for me. I would, you know, Corey, I'd probably go with the. Uh, I gotta go with the Euro trip. Yeah, yeah I gotta see the world. I said, like, I think I'm still not fully decided, but I think I'm leaning more toward the pool just because it's more of a long-term thing. And, you know, I can still go to Europe later on. Can you, though? Sure. I suppose you could. It's not going anywhere. Well, for me, it's an easy... I'll take the two weeks in Europe, man. Like, come on. That's 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 like, uh, where do I sign? Yeah, because look, let's be know, honest. I got kids, you know what I mean. Like summer, yeah. summer lasts eight weeks, so you're gonna use your pool maybe eight weeks. I have not been in my pool this year. Eh, voila! So, and what was kid? the other one? One day. What was the other one? A week at Disney. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would lose my mind after three days. I would lose my mind at Disney. Like, I, I couldn't do a, a week at Disney. Oh, but it's so big. Don't care. I would lose my mind. You're giving me now two. Like, if it was a one week, one week, then it'd be like, okay, what time of year is it? I'd have to ask the question. But you're giving me two weeks in Europe? Come on, man. Yeah, that's because I get to, I know my girlfriend wants to go to Europe. She's the one who asked, who asked the question. Yeah, no, that's that's Europe's easy, man. Oh, so easy. I have a public pool across the street from my house. <laughs> See, it's not easy for me because the way I start weighing things and I'm like, okay, we got we got kids. They love the pool. They go bonkers for the pool. They go bonkers for Disneyland. Europe, I'm sure they'd enjoy themselves as much as well, but they probably wouldn't be looking forward to it as much. Yeah, but who cares like, I feel about like the kids? Dude, in, in, in 10 years, they're going to be like, oh, remember that time we went to Italy? Remember that time that goat took a shit on that shoe? That was hilarious. Like... You're gonna make memory two weeks worth of memories in 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 Europe, man, and that's like in Europe. You're not tied down. You're not like at Disney with a bracelet that says, "Okay, follow the herd. You gotta go here. You gotta go there. You gotta do." You could do whatever you want. You could read all the plaques on the old walls of 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 the the city that you're in. Uh, Oh man, like you just like it's so it's such an easy decision for me. Uh, Two weeks. Easy decision. Yeah, if you told me it was one week, one week in January, then yeah, I'm probably taking Dominican Republic or or something like that. 
or oh, or even I might even do Disney if that was if that was the toss up. If you told me it was in the winter, but in the summertime, no, that's 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 an excellent way of 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 breaking it down. One week, one week, I probably go Disney just because it's 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 one week. Like you're gonna be stressed on both ends of the vacation with the travel part. I just need a few days of decompressing. Take me to Disney. Let me put my feet up. Let me go see the Falcon. Let's go see Cinderella's castle. Fine. But yeah, two weeks. Let's get uh, smashed at Bush Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, two weeks I'm going to go see uh, in, like the real world as opposed to the the, the you know the, the the fake world. A fictional one. At that point it's easy. And the the pool the pool is something that's it's great to have when you know as uh you know throw well, the here's the, the stipulation pool, the pool's heated fine whatever like, there's no way i'm not getting a pool that's not heated i cast okay. my buddy that the other day he gets a pool you know kids don't uh, care by the way if it's heated or not yeah for me personally you know like if i'm gonna ever get in the pool like you said like i was in the pool the other day all day my buddy's pool is heated I literally was in there all day, pretty much. Almost got heat stroke. Still, <laughs> and it, it, it pulls like, work, man. It's a, it's a lot of, you know, if you. Yeah, that's the other thing. That's the problem. That I'm like, ah, oh, seems like stress. Every summer, you're gonna pour two to three hundred dollars of chemicals, literally, into the water and watch that water kind of evaporate away. Um, and you gotta vacuum it like at least once a week. It's it's a bit of a pain. The newer pools are, aren't so bad though with that. Well, if you got a saltwater pool, you're right. That's not so bad. So they, some of them, got, like they got. Anyway, my buddy says he doesn't have to vacuum much at all. Yeah, I don't know. You know, as, as someone who's got a pool and it's it's very much nearing the end of its life. Like I'm at the part where it's like I'm holding this pool together with literal duct tape in in some spots. Like <laughs> I'm just stringing it along at this point for the kids' sake. Like they need this in the summer, especially now with limited options to go places and stuff like that. I got, I got to keep it running, but if it ever conks out, are you getting another one? Not, not right away. I don't think they're, they're not cheap. Oh, they're not cheap. And you know, just like, how do you justify paying, you know, uh, whatever it is, a couple hundred bucks a month, 12 months of the year when you can only use the thing max three months of the year. It's, it's tough to keep paying out for something in December that is frozen over. Why do you got to pay for it in December? You pay for it year round until it's paid. You don't just pay for it in like June, July, August. Oh yeah. Well, Unless yeah. you've got the cash, cash up front, man. You kidding? What? I don't have cash That's up front doing. to buy a pool. Wait, hold on. But the, the 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 question was wasn't contingent on paying for it, and when you paid for it, so yeah. it's just paid, right? So That's it. Like you saved for a vacation, so you could have this, that, or that. Yeah, I don't know. The vacation's pretty special. Two weeks in Europe. It's tough to yeah, be. Yeah, man. Tough to be. Come on. You not only that, think of, all, think of all the people you could actually, like, meet meet up with. And, like, all the different types of foods that, like, oh, yeah, I love uh, I love veal Porto. scallopini. And then you Porto. get there and you're like, I've never had veal scallopini until I've had this. Yeah. Like, it's, it's completely different. We'll see. <laughs> You guys have seen Eurotrip? Uh, yes. Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, but you're going with your girlfriend, so that's okay. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, dude, that'd be awesome. 
Cool. All right. Let's uh, let's wrap it up here for this week. Another fun episode. And uh, yeah, we, we still need Star Wars to loosen up the uh, the lips here and start giving us something else to talk about other than Bad Batch every week. Although, you know, with Mando season three in production, that avalanche of live action Star Wars, it's it's building up. Oh, by the way, okay, let's do this one last thing before we do bre- break away. We're all caught up on Loki. Yeah. Yes, we are. Yeah. Give me just real quick your power rankings, your favorite. MCU shows in order, Carlos. Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, close second Loki, and then uh, not too far behind WandaVision. Corey? Uh, I think I'm going WandaVision, Loki, Winter Soldier. I think I'm going WandaVision, Winter Soldier, Loki. Really? and, And that's not to say that I dislike loki that's the thing about this world right if you if it's not first you hated it oh, i enjoyed i enjoyed the hell out of it and i'm yeah. super excited to see you know michael waldron is writing star wars he wrote a hell of his first season wow i, I, I can't <laughs> wow i can't wait for him <laughs> to to get his hands into star wars and and give us something cool loki was a was a really cool show it's just in my power rankings it just didn't past the other two but it's it's clearly 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 leading up to the multiverse of madness like oh it's, so... it's on it's on yeah oh yeah like that show it's is just crazy. that's the show that's just going to give the mcu license to do whatever they want yeah yep it's just the loki is marvel's agent of chaos now it's just yeah. eh, more timelines more craziness that's what that show is now but it was interesting the as world hell between worlds of, of star Wars, of uh, marvel <laughs> Kind of, in that way, yeah. Kind of. Cool, interesting. Yeah, um, MC was three for three for me. I enjoyed the hell out of all three shows. But uh, okay, let's. Uh, you know, on that note, we will uh, put a pin in the show for this week and come back next week. Between then, guys, when? Uh, well, let me just say this first. If you want to catch up with any of us, uh, we are in the Tumbling Saber Facebook group, which we invite you to go check out and join. Uh, and if you want to be part of the podcast, you can send your emails to tumblingsaber at gmail.com and we will get it into an upcoming episode of the podcast. And as I, as I said uh, earlier in the show, if you can check out JW Rinsler's GoFundMe, please go check that out. Check the show notes for the link or just, uh, you know, just Google JW Rinsler GoFundMe. And uh, that would be awesome. Uh, so guys, social media between shows. Carlos, where can we find you? You can find me at uh, C Candido Music on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can check out my website, carloscandido.com. You could check out uh, my record label, Home Poor Records, uh, on Facebook and Instagram at Home Poor Records. Very cool. Corey, over to you. You can hit me up at Chop Rules with a Z. A Z. You hear that, Kyle? I, oof, wow. A Z. Chopper, <laughs> Chopper rules. He would, you would take the Euro trip. Don't lie to us, Corey. I have tried, dude. You think that I wouldn't be asking? I've been mulling this over for a week. It's a really good and hard question. Okay. I take the kids into consideration, man. Like they're only kids. We never got to go to Disney, and I think that's a variable for me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm jaded. <laughs> we should take the kids to Disney. <laughs> Eh, whatever. 
Uh, you can find me over in the aforementioned Tumbling Saber Facebook group and also at Tumbling Saber on the old Twitter machine. Uh, but that will do it for this week, folks. Hope you enjoyed the last 90 minutes uh, hanging out with us. Thank you so much for your time. We'll talk to you again next week. Stay safe. We'll do better next time, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> and may the force be with you. Sitting here for hours Looking at that show Pages getting wider Like a mirror to myself Struggle for the answers Questions frighten me Circles getting wider It's harder just to see Your voice is saying